Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 109, My Golden Handcuffs. This concept first arose in 1976 and refers to bounteous benefits and financial allurements designed to retain highly skilled employees within a company in order to avoid losing them to other firms. Incentives might include stock options or bonuses payable only after a certain period of time. I relate to the concept, especially because I stayed with the health department about three years too long. I was so burnt crispy, compassion fatigued, seemingly nothing getting done frustrated that my spirit wanted to leave. But my practical mind took command in its endless quest for the survival and financial security of a retirement plan. So I toughed it out, did my time, paid my dues for elusive future rewards. I also relate to it in terms of how much I've asked for in life and received that now feels weighty. What I call abundance, many in the world would label greed, and I have enough of it to feel free and be burdened by its downsides. I do get the irony here, so many in the world without the basics, and I am feeling weighted down by what many of them would, and do, die for, including the olive oil, butter, spices, and a dozen other foodstuffs involved in my dinner last night, half of them just in the salad. Maintenance was never one of my finer qualities, rather something to be ignored and avoided whenever possible. Carpe manana. <laughs> Remember, I'm not complaining, just explaining. So, taking care of houses and all the stuff in them we believe we must have drains a fair amount of time and energy and green stuff, too. Managing the empire and dealing with schmata like the cleanup after the bears get into the trash again, or the mice have somehow found a way into the ceiling again, or this or that appliance needs mending in some form, large or small, the pick of the week. So here I am surrounded by more stuff than I know what to do with or ever use in any given month. At some point they met some desire I wouldn't have gotten or kept them, right? Book on mushroom hunting, carved usik or walrus penis bone which sits in my curio cabinet to remind me of my desire to someday experience them in the wild. My wooden spoon and Irish whistle longing to play music with others. Most of my stuff I like and it has meaning and often a story behind it. Maybe I need to call such things precious, or some such to distinguish them from more mundane and cumulative objets with which I feel no special connection. Ideally, maybe perhaps almost everything I own needs to have some significance, or a tale to tell, or ongoing regular use. Otherwise, why have it? I'm leery of starting that inventory, too easy to become overwhelmed or mired in memories or just plain feel bad about my consumer habits. But that awareness could stimulate moving more, now I'm calling it junk, into the circular bin, or better, some recycle or goodwill storefront. Okay, there is the survivalist mindset that says, have that climbing rope, gas mask, machete, solar batteries, some guns, just in case the world heads down that chaotic, unthinkable road for a short time. If prolonged, not a place I believe I would want to try and exist. And camping and horse gear, which I do use and require for the yearly elk hunt. Tools are a good example, if you don't belong to the prep and bug out bag set, of something one might want to just have on hand. Drills, hammers, screwdrivers, and all the materials they pair with come in handy at some point whenever a do-it-DYI-fix-it-yesterday dilemma arises.
What we use every day, I have an easier time owning. Cooking utensils, clothes, electronics, shoes. How many pair, really? Many of my items surrounding me each day offer ongoing invitations to what is still undone. Wood carving chisels, collected stones for carving play, mastering circular breathing and some skill with the didgeridoo, my gradually expanding collection of art supplies and empty sketch pads, all of which have enlivening possibilities. I'd rather be engaged in what brings me alive. I love that term as I do the notions of arising and embodying. For me, they each express in sensual terms some really important life lesson pearls. To wit, flow, what we used to call in the groove, is a sine qua non of aliveness, with lots of ways to get there, dancing, music making, martial arts, conversing in Italian, crafting a good meal, creative expressions, including podcast explorations. And besides allowing the space for flow to arise, notice the lack of effort or struggle in that phrase, then what seems most essential is to embody playfulness, meaning really surrender to all the diverse sensations of the particular doing or being with a relaxed, enjoyable approach. To rediscover the joys of curiosity, imagination, and creativity that were our birthright we exercised so well in our youngest years, before the golden handcuffs started getting forged with school and rules and obligados, all keeping the freedom key just beyond my grasp. My elder daughter asked me this week during a conversation, how come I didn't become cynical or negative about the state of the world? My response was spontaneously immediate, one of those answers that resonates with truth, like a singing bowl radiates out with a slight touch. I said, because I have pretty much managed to create the life I've wanted and be of some service to others along the way. Heartfelt veracity, warts and all. Now, I can confabulate with the best of them, but the simple truth is that what brings me alive is an ongoing essential question that is totally empowering, one that releases me, at least temporarily, from the ties that bind. Thanks, as always, for listening, and remember, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.